0: You are listening to your wrestling podcast fix. Follow us on Facebook at the NZ Guri Pro Wrestling Discussions, on Twitter at the NZ Guri, and catch new weekly episodes of the NZ Guri on SoundCloud.com.
1: Yo, what's going on? Hey. What's up, guys? Not much. This is Fran. JCL. And I'm DB Richards. With another episode of The Integrian. Tonight, we have our special guest.
2: America's favorite agent, AJ
0: Pan. Hello?
2: Hey, AJ. How you doing?
0: Hey, what's going
2: on? Doing great. Yeah, the last time I seen you was at um, Mike's Keener's um, at the... The show. Yeah, the in keener, keener
0: Appreciation Show.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's the last time i seen you. How you been?
0: Not too bad. Keep them busy. Keep him busy.
2: Okay, so I, I did some research. So I went in and I put in your name, and I found your Lincoln page, profile. So.
1: Is it the same person?
2: Yes, the same person, right? That's your page, right?
0: I'm sorry, you're breaking up a tiny bit.
2: Um. You know, okay sorry um i did some research and i found your lincoln profile your linkedin profile is it the same person though? yeah because it had his wrestling stuff under it oh
1: okay just double checking
2: <laughs> so you started like you you were a dj and a karaoke geek host
0: uh yes that's that's correct yeah
2: so how did i help you get into the wrestling business
0: Uh, Well, I was actually, I mean, I was involved in wrestling prior to that. I've been uh, working in uh, the industry on and off, actually, like, learning the business since I was, like, around 15 years old. Uh, Just, like, trying to do odds and ends, like doing Polaroids for the wrestlers in the ring, uh, helping out with merchandise, just trying to learn every aspect of the business that I could.
2: So, um, who took you under his his wing for you?
0: Um... A bunch of I actually started traveling uh, with a wrestling journalist, uh, Georgie Ann Metropolis. Uh She had a newsletter for many years. Uh, she worked for OneWrestling.com uh, in its inception, and then after that, she uh, worked for uh, WrestlingFigs.com. Uh, she's well known. Uh, she had uh, she worked with uh, Bruno San Martino a lot. She uh, was a member of, uh, excuse me, president of his fan club. And she like wrote a ton of stuff. So yeah, she I started traveling with her at ECW, ECW, shows, ECWA, uh, NWA New Jersey, which Dennis Corlugo ran at the time. Uh, so that was, that was my that was my big uh, my first start, uh, and she got me uh, you know introduction to many people, and it just started going from there.
2: Yeah, I was reading on your um, LinkedIn LinkedIn page um, that you were head booker for a couple um, for a company.
0: Uh, that's correct. Yeah, I worked for um, the now defunct uh, FWE for a while. Uh, I helped work there, and I was an agent uh, there. Uh, helped produce matches. I was a ring announcer for there as well, uh, and did some of the same uh, you know tasks where I uh, worked uh, you know give, uh, merchandise tables, helped the wrestlers you know the autograph sessions, just whatever needed to be done. It was a company that was you know just getting off the ground that we were working on trying to build something, and we ran. We had a good run for about five years.
2: So, um, deciding to get into business, um, how did your family and your friends react to you joining a, like, how they say it's wrestling's, um, predetermined. um, some people say fake, but how did you, how did they react to you doing that and thinking?
0: Uh, my mom was very supportive. She traveled, uh, a lot with, uh, with me, uh, you know, and yeah, she was, supporter. The only part she didn't like was the physical aspect so she, she hated whenever, you know, I got physically involved in anything. Uh but besides that, uh yeah, she travelled to a lot of shows with me and when I started doing uh more things in front of the camera she helped me out like she has she just would sell my eight by tens, my T shirts. So uh yeah, you know she's she was a big supporter. Uh my dad is uh mainly the reason I got involved, which is a funny story. Uh he was a huge boxing fan. Uh, so one night just looking to the channels happened upon Saturday night's main event. It was Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage and James Buster Douglas was the referee. I recognized him. I'm like, oh, this is one of, you know, daddy's guys, you know, you know guys, the boxing guys, you thought of logic. Well, let's see what this is. And immediately I just got hooked on the, the asterisk of, you know, the, the wrestling business. would You see such a character like, you know, the Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, how could you not get, uh, you know, hooked on that?
2: Okay, okay. So, you're a big boxing fan? Um, a big, uh, my dad was. I followed him a
0: little bit just because he, he was just a bad, but, yeah. uh, wrestling's always been my true passion.
2: Okay. So, um, what inspired you to become, like, a professional manager,
0: Uh, you know, once I started watching and, you know, actually getting really involved in, uh, learning, uh, wrestling, uh, you know, Bobby Heenan was a big, was a big favorite of mine, and seeing guys like him, uh, at the poorly Dangerously, you know, seeing guys who didn't really need to be physical, but guys who could actually talk up a storm and help, uh, the people they managed, I could say, oh, you know what, maybe there is a, you know, place for me in professional wrestling, because I'm not the most athletic, I'm not the strongest looking, but, you know, I do know, you know, I I think, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, you know, I, I like to talk a lot, I think I could, you know, after watching things, promos, I'm like, maybe, maybe, this, maybe, eventually this could be something that might be, you know, feasible for me, let you know, let me see whatever happens, happens, but, you know, I, I just got hooked on people like that, they were inspirations to me, and I could, learned all about them, read magazines, magazines, studied footage of them, and, From there, yeah, I knew I wanted to be, you know, a manager someday.
1: So, managers these days, especially on like the uh, the, like the television shows, is almost like a lost art. I mean, you don't really see too many of them. Um, Do you have an opinion on like why that possibly might be?
0: It's uh, yeah, it's really tough now because the main companies really don't uh, they don't push wrestling managers. But on the independence scene, I mean, it's definitely, I, I see a resurgence of it. So, I mean, it, it's a, I, definitely, I think it needs to be, uh, people need, I, I think it's a thing to take advantage of, uh, because there still are guys out there who are very talented uh, physically, but, you know, hey, not everybody can cut a fantastic promo like a rock on Austin. I mean, that was the point back in the day of the guys. You had a guy, you know, like, you know, Bobby, you know, had the eat family. You had guys like Haku, the Barbarian physically imposing and intimidating, but they weren't, you know, promo guys, and that Raheem came along, and there are, you know, quite a few guys now out there that, you know, they could benefit from them, and it would be, mixed for great television, in my opinion.
1: I know that one of the ones on the independents before he passed away was, a uh, Larry Sweeney. Did you follow him?
0: Oh, you know, yes, and Sour Incorporated, and that was, yeah, it was great, great, that was groundbreaking, uh, Team, uh, faction, excuse me, and yeah, Larry Sweeney was fantastic. I would even say probably ahead of their time. Definitely. He, he should have gotten more credit and more exposure than he did. Yeah,
2: he was talented. Well, okay. Yeah, he was really talented. I was, I liked watching Ring On there with him there, I and mean, sad that he's gone, but. So, um,. So being a, like a booker and all, what what is the first step um to putting on a good show?
0: Uh, the first step to putting on a good show I would say basically you know creating a good card that you know, you know people would want to see. Uh, in my opinion just you know know your audience or what you're looking to produce. I mean you have out there like right now there's something survival, you know like at GCW, they're putting out, you know the uh, the ultra-violence and stuff like that. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but they have their niche right there. So people want to go see that. You have other companies who, you know, promote a lot of more of the entertainment aspect, which is great. They know their audience, so, you know, they do that. You know, you have pure wrestling companies. Just know your audience. I mean, my opinion, what I like, I like the love a I want to see great wrestling action. I also want to be entertained. I don't want to just sit and see eight matches of, guys doing flips and, you know, 50 uh, exchanges in the ring. I, well, I want to be entertainment. see something, you know, the ring you laugh or something that'll, yeah. you know, again, like, mm-hmm. like when I was younger, like, hook me, like a Randy Savage, like fantastic in the ring, but he had that spark. He had a colorful, colorful attire and you're, you were hooked when you're watching him cut of, you know, kind of promo on television. You're like, Could, you wouldn't, they would, the, the remote dropped out of your hand. That's it. Like you, would, you sat in front of that TV, you were not moving.
1: Yeah, the mod, the macho right man right. was definitely somebody who uh, he could hook you before he even like wrestled. So yeah.
2: he always hooked me. I was a fan growing up. Um, so like, do you think um, in Independence, there's too many promotions out there, and they're all booking the same shows in the same week? That's hurting the business. That's definitely a huge problem, um,
0: and I I've seen it. You know, a lot of companies sometimes. They just run to run to try to compete with you know other companies and just you know you know prove you know who's got bigger balls at the time and it's a little ridiculous you know there's room for everybody you know you heard the you know you heard the fans doing that you hurt the boys and girls because they kids can't take multiple bookings you know for companies you know they probably work for you know usually and now some weekend, oh I gotta choose who I gotta work for. And then at the same time, that, that'll piss off a promoter. Like, oh, well, we, we think you're, you know, we're your home company and now you're choosing this one. So it's a little, I think it's a little juvenile that that happens as often as it does. But unfortunately, that's what it is right now. I wish more companies would kind of, you know, stray away from that or work with each other. And, you know, maybe one company runs an earlier show, another one runs a later show. And just find a way to work together. We all, we all love professional wrestling. Let's help it thrive.
1: I think the biggest example of that as far as like on the uh the, the larger companies would be like when Pac was a uh, Dragon Gate champion and he couldn't and like that that create a conflict with AEW. So I guess they were like trying to he, he like get his commitments out of the way with that before he'd actually like show up on their show.
2: <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> so um so what happened to um, ECW this summer? It just closed down?
0: Um, uh, ECW, we were told, uh, we got a message uh, one, one night randomly. I, I believe it was a week before the event was supposed to take place. And the entire roster who was scheduled to be on the show just got a message saying thank you for your involvement. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot uh, continue to run the company at this time. We don't know when we're coming back. Uh, we hope you'll be with us when you come back. And that was that We all just left out to wonder what the hell was going on. Uh, and a lot of us were upset with that because, you know, after all the years we put in, we just got a, nothing into the grill and just basic, just a random post like that and no explanation. For all we knew, the company could have been dead And it kind of looked like that, which I some maybe didn't want to believe. Uh and, yeah, it was just a really, it was a really confusing and really just a t- time that was just, yeah, really, it was, it wasn't fun to be a part right there. I mean, you could see kind of the writing on the wall at the time, but we all hoped it wasn't happening. We all went out there just continuing to put on the best shows we could.
2: Yeah, I noticed from, like, back in the day when um, Kettner ran the company and then now Mike's running the company, and I noticed, like, the, they had a lot of fans in the beginning with Kettner, and now... Like, Mike, I watched Super 8 tournament, and there was nobody in the crowd. You know what I mean? Is it bad booking, promoting on his part, or...?
0: I'd like to say it's mostly the promoting aspect. Uh, that's my opinion uh, to an extent. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the, the shows, I, you know, what I mean, by I think the shows have been, you know, fantastic. You know, they've been really good shows. Everybody works so hard on there. I think there's a good variety on all of the W A cards was a you know very solid show and it should have you know drawn more than it did. That was very disappointing. Yeah, guys um, I mean, I, I, like Brian Pillman Jr., Colby Carino, uh, and even you know our matchup that we had to, you know the six way for the East Figure Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. and it was just disappointing walking out there a little bit. But you know we did all that Everybody again, everybody worked hard, and we made our you know made the best of it. And we we want to we want to see the of succeed, but. I think promoting, and I also think a lot of just on the fans, you know. Wrestling has become a little too accessible to uh, the public. That's a big, one of the problems where social media has become great, but you could always get a torn of a show or, you know, something will leak and you could see the show for free. But the fans, they won't come to the show. They won't buy a DVD, uh, you know, companies. You know, like EWA, they have an EWA, you know, online platform network. You could subscribe for a small fee and check out a show if you missed it. So that that definitely hurts as well. But yeah, I would say a lack of promoting and uh fan participation definitely was a huge uh part of what happened.
1: I think one of the things that we were talking about with the last interview was the fact that there's so much pro wrestling out there at this time that like even even when Dave was like look or uh, it's too looking up, Yeah, when Dave was looking up information on some guy or like, you know, there's a lot of great people that that many people don't even know of yet just because they you know they've already i guess had their fix of wrestling so it's like that that's when you were that's when you were just saying about how like even with a uh, certain styles how like there's there's also companies that specialize on each and every style and even that's like there's just so much out there right now
0: uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely that. Uh, but I should say on the flip side too, um, you know, you'll see some companies, and there's been you know plenty of weekends you know I've seen lately that uh, maybe four or five shows are running, and they each draw pretty well. I so I, it goes back to the fact that I think definitely more promotion uh, needs to be done. You can't depend on just you know Facebook or you know alone. There's definitely you go back to the streets uh, and advertise a little bit with maybe other you know more uh, established websites. But, yeah, you know, Facebook, and I've had that problem here with some companies in New York. They, they're just worried about, hey, post this on Facebook, post this here. Like, but we have that audience already. That's coming. We need to grab in more people and hook them. That's what we need to do. And, yeah, it, and then, like, it, it's kind of upsetting when we see a draw sometimes of, you know, 80, 90, 100 people. And then you go online the next week and the three companies running. And you see, oh, they drew 200 here and they drew 150 here. There's an audience out there. We just got to get them. And there is a way to get them, so we need to just push for them and
2: be more vigilant about it. Yeah, true. Um, so, you, like, in ECWA, you managed Joey Ace and Mike Law. Yeah, you have. we had Mike Law on um, on one of our um, interviews um, back in sometime this year. Yeah, it was. It was an amazing fun. interview, and... What's your opinion about these two wrestlers? Um, they're great athletes, but what's your opinion?
0: Ah, uh, well, Mike law well, has been one of my best, uh, best friends of about twenty years. Uh, you know, I've been—we've been to each other's houses uh, many times. Uh, you know, when uh, family members might have passed away, he's been a pallbearer at, you know, their funeral. So, yeah, me and him go back a long way. So I—I I love him to that part. He's like a brother to me. Uh, in the ring, I, yeah, I believe he's insanely talented. I don't think he gets get the credit he deserves. Uh, you know, his, of course, uh, uh, you know, obviously his ties to promoters, what they would see, the de- uh, detriment, I would see it, that actually, you know, it pushes him more. And I think it, it shows that, you know, he puts out his character more. He's one of a fantastic in-ring. So, yeah, you know, I, I always say, you know, the PC was kind of born out of that, you know, that two factor, whereas I always thought, you know, guys, you know, some of my friends that were not utilized as much as they should be, I guess, you know, if I could help, if I can get attention, you know, with my loud mouth, whatever I could bring to the table, let me help them, let's get together, and let's put our friendship out there where people, you know, natural careers, and then people are like, oh, man, you know, now these guys, I, I see some of both of these guys. So, yeah, Mike definitely deserves to be uh, in more places than he is, uh, and Joey Ace, like again, he's he's what like, he's like a brother to me. He's a great guy. Um, he's really coming to a stride the past uh, two or three years. Just been knocking it out of the park, and he's just hungry as ever. I'm so proud of him, and I'm so happy of what he's doing right now. You know, defending the championship in other companies, and you know, coming out of nowhere in the W.A. and now he's 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 the poster boy for the company. So yeah, Joey, Joey's fantastic, and I I see a bright future ahead of him.
2: Do you think there's a lot of um, wrestlers out there trying to make names, and but there's not enough companies for them?
0: Oh, there's tons of, yeah. People, I, 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 I say this every time people talk to me. Asriel should be signed to a major company, and it's, it's, it's a crime that he's not. Asriel is, I would, I would put him into anybody against the world on television. He, he, he could hang with them, and more than just hang with them. He is one of the best. Yeah. Uh, but there's plenty of people out there. There's just plenty. There's, the talent, you know, it's kind of true. It goes back to it. There's so, there's so much out there that you don't even know that there's so many, you know, people and maybe a smaller company that could be on that brink of getting a break. And there's so yeah. There's just so many talented boys and girls out there that it's. Believe me, wrestling is in a fantastic place right now. I'm really excited for things that are coming. Yeah. So um, I.
2: I was reading um, Mike Law's on Facebook today, and he was a little bit upset um, with fans looking at their phones when they're in the ring. Do you think that's a problem, too, when they're they're putting on a show and you're paying your hard money to watch the wrestling, and the first thing they do is jump on their phone?
0: Oh, yeah, without question. I mean, yeah, the the phones have consumed people's lives in general. I mean, you you see it every day when you walk down the street, and they can't, you know, they can't look take their head up from their phones Uh, you know at concerts they're more concerned about filming it than actually enjoying the experience like back in the day you know when we would go to a concert and sing along and enjoy and cheer and yeah same with wrestling you know just they're so involved and like they can't be separated from you know social anxiety of I need to be posting and I need people to see what I'm doing just go somewhere and enjoy where you are and talk about it take a few pictures and tell your friends later like oh you need to come to the next show and see this guy he puts on a fantastic wrestling match or yo, know, you gotta see this character I saw. You gotta come to the next show with me. That it's not a huge problem, but yeah it definitely could be distracting, but you know, you have to go out there and that's the wrestler's uh, business like like Mike, you know, here he goes out there, I've seen him at times he's pointing them out and he makes it a part of the show now, which is great. He you know he shouts them out, he gets them involved and maybe next time they won't do that. They won't say on the phone during that match.
2: Yeah.
1: Or you got people? Yeah, you got people like uh, Tyler Breeze who like to incorporate that into their gimmick. Like here, let me take a selfie. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I, I see it everywhere, and I'm like trying to turn down one street, and people are walking across the street like they're playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's
0: ridiculous. Like in, I live in New York City, so every minute I mean, going up yeah. the stairs, the train station, station, people walking, you know, looking at their phones and they're walking those slow, well, and I'm like, come on, move, totally and, you're not that important,
2: get off the phone, let's get out of the train station, I gotta go to, I, you know, I gotta work, I gotta think, you know. Yeah. Okay, um, we're moving on down on the questions here, okay. um, do you have any pet peeves in the business?
0: Uh, <laughs> um, pet peeves, you know, um, I, the biggest pet peeve, I mean, I would say probably, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking, uh, you know, behind the scenes. I would say politics. It still runs too high. I mean, which is anywhere in, in any aspect of life. But there's too many, you know, uh, you know, brother brothers and you know, all, and people maybe shouldn't be in the position that they are. And again, guys who are, my thing, in my opinion, more deserving, do not get looked at. And certain guys or girls hold to the same spot for a long time. And even like, even you could see, like the fans, of people are on fire. Like, you know, why? Why are they? still in this position, and they don't get as much of a reaction as the match, you know, two matches prior. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: Also, also, I'm sorry, I say a promotion as well, I guess, as we discussed, you know, a little while ago, promotion again. Promoters, it's a whole mix of I mean, the wrestlers too, like they, you know, some guys are very vigilant about promoting, they'll cut promos, they'll post almost daily on shows that coming up, and then some wrestlers just won't do anything, like maybe the day of the show. Oh hey, I'm on this show, check it out. You know, I mean let's be realistic. You you kinda need to plan if you're not gonna be, you know, two o'clock on a Friday and then you see the post like, Oh yeah, oh no I'm gonna go to the show tonight. You need you need to schedule money. You need to you know fans you need to schedule, to, you know, make sure you have the time, you don't have nothing planned. You might have gone to the show if you heard about it a week or two in advance.
2: Yeah. So, you
0: know, and some of these guys that are getting paid a good amount of money don't do, you know, don't do that. So that's another pet peeve of mine. But at Cantana kind of Promoters they want to tell the wrestlers, oh yeah you have to do this you know you got to post to us like 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 it's your show and you know just post it on and tell the play, you know their street team or whatever hey you know put this on Facebook put this on Twitter you got to go it's still you you can you could go outside of post you know a couple streets from the venue go to local businesses put a poster up the local guy who's watching you know with his family WWE and they see a local wrestling show in their town we don't know about any' wrestling. oh man let's take this this is more affordable than you know, going to a WWE show where you spend four or five hundred dollars, take a small family for, you know, like 50, 60 bucks and have a great time with more interaction. You know, wrestlers love doing, you know, these shows because you get the fans too and you you get more involved with them. Like, you know, you could you know, take a scream you, you, get that one out and they love it. So that's another thing I think that makes people need to, need to go back to a bit of grassroots where it comes to smoking.
1: I think one of the things that people was mentioning, like when we've, uh, when Dave's asked about the pet peeves in wrestling, um, usually the one thing that comes up is wrestler egos. And I guess the question the question for now would be, so where does the line get drawn between somebody who is just extremely confident in what they can do as far as like how their character is and what they can do in the ring and another guy who might be like, okay, this guy needs to chill out. He is way too full of himself.
0: Yeah, there are certain people in the industry who, like, believe their gimmick a little bit too much. And, yeah, I nothing you could really do to change that, sadly, but, yeah, there needs to be less of that. And you need to realize, you know, this isn't back in the day of the territory. I mean, some people still want to live that lifestyle. I mean, I, I can't fault them for that, but think that we revolve. From there, 2019. Social media is a thing, and you know you don't go to, you don't go to a movie and you know you expect to see you know not the the villain and the hero you know on a media appearance uh, hate each other and you know not stand next to each other. If you go to a movie, you want to be sucked in for two or three hours, and you could you could separate the fiction from the reality, but still get sucked in. Right. We're in sports entertainment based industry now. We're entertainment. It's been known for years. If you could, I think you could even do a better job. If you could get the fans now who know what you know, pro wrestling is and sports entertainment and you could suck them in for two hours, you're doing a fantastic job. I think more wrestlers need to realize that, that it's even harder now to, grow, to get them. And if you can, you're doing a great job, and that's what you should be trying to do. not trying to you know worry about, like, oh, this guy thanked that guy on Twitter for having a good match. And maybe you want to see that afterwards. In you know, the same way, uh, one actor was say, oh, he gave a great performance with this that's my opinion I know a lot of people will hate that but that's how I feel in 2019 but I still love a lot of old school stuff but we have to evolve we
1: have to evolve <laughs> yes adapt or perish yeah the where where people know about you know it's like okay this is an act and most most people just take it as that but that, that was one of the things where it's like even with movies when people know it is it's a uh, when you get so invested into it emotionally then you just kind of forget about that because you're too busy like watching what's going on but as far as faces and heels go um, specifically heels for right now who's the first person that comes to mind whether it's on the independents or whether it's on like one of the major companies where it's like this guy does such a good job that even if he was, good, even if he was nice in person I can't stand this person
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's tough, uh, that's, uh, it's one of the problems, you know, where if you then, you know, you're online on social media and, you you know, you see them as a, as a certain way and then, you know, you go online or after the show you see a different way, it could be a little hard to, you know, separate the two, but, uh, I mean, yeah, again, I think if you, that's our job as entertainers, you know, and that holds the very performance art. I think it's less the, the performance thought, I think, where people were getting lost if we entertainers, so... There's definitely an athletic part of this, of course. That's that's what the business is rooted in. But we're, in, so we're entertaining. We have, we're, we're putting on a show for you, so you know. And again, like even like in uh, you know television shows, like now a movie, uh, in faces or for like you know and heels, heroes and villains. There's always a bit of a gray area now. Like there's a part of the face that you could see that you know that, that there's a flaw, there's something you know a little bit heelish in them this is part of the heel that or the villain that you'll see that is, you know, redeemable. And I think that's what makes the character very interesting. And I think we need to adapt more to that. And, again, that, and I think that's what will grab people, that you could commit to that during the actual show, Um, that, you know, you'll hook them and they'll want to come back and see you. You create a compelling story. That will never change. I've had plenty of people come up to me after shows and they shake their head, but they laugh. You're like... He's like, you know, I see you, you know, you're such a cool guy after the show, but during the show, I want to freaking kill you, I hope you get punched, I want to see you hurt. I'm like, thank you, that means I'm doing my job, if I can get you forget who I really am for two hours, I've done my job.
1: Do you think that the, uh, that the the quote-unquote cool heels has kind of, like, ruined things for the ones that actually try to be, like, true heels?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's cool in some, like, I think a guy like uh, Maxwell Jacob you know, Friedman, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Uh, but to be fair, I, I've met him, I've worked with him a couple of times, that's kind of who he is, but he's, he's one he's doing a great job, you know, at being who he is. Uh, but I, 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 I might be wrong, I've never seen him really, like, debate the fact, you know, like, be one of those guys about, you know, uh, harping on the fact that, oh yeah, you know, I hate this from the people saying, no, he's just... He's just an asshole. Excuse me, I don't think Kurt's not on here, but he's just like who he is. He's he's a douche. So, you know, but there's some guys that, you know, they portray that, but then they go on and they sound so bitter and they just sound just so annoying online. Oh, I'm tired of seeing this and that. They shouldn't be doing this. Oh, yeah, do this. Out, I'll get you somewhere. But where is this getting you? You know, some pay. you know, it's... Worry about yourself. Worry about creating a compelling story and character that people just care about you, maybe and want to see you more and want to, you know, think, oh man, you know, this is, this is the guy that's, you know, going to break out or this is the guy I want to, you know, after a hard, uh, week of working, I want to spend my heart on 30, 40 bucks to see this guy. Right.
2: Um, yeah, you can curse on here. If you, if we had Amy Lee on here and she went off, you can say whatever you want to say.
0: (laughs) Okay, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with Amy Lee's episode, it was a hashtag uh, NSFW. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good to know.
0: Good to know.
2: <laughs> so, um, okay, let's go to the next one. Um, do you have any outside hobbies in the wrestling business? Uh, I mean,
0: wrestling is you know one of my main loves. Uh, besides that, I, I've been I've you know been involved in photography uh, for about twenty years. I love that, um, and you know just talking like people normally. You know, like to go out. You know, go to concerts. Uh, hang out. You know, with the you know, people outside of the business. That you know, some of my best friends. And I'll you know, have a couple of drinks and listen to good, yeah, listen to good music, watch television, and just unwind and separate. You know, life.
2: What's your favorite concert you ever been to?
0: Um, that's a tough one. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say actually, the first concert I ever went to and it's gonna be surprising. It was a Tom Jones concert in Atlantic City. That's
1: oh. awesome.
0: Uh, I was here. <laughs> He was amazing live. I didn't. My mother was a huge fan. We were in Atlantic City, and we were just had, we were walking around the hotel, and some random guy stopped my mother. He's like, he's like, look, I, I don't know if you're interested. He's uh, my wife got sick. She can't go to the show tonight. I'm just looking for face value for the tickets. It's going to Tom Jones, and she looks at me. I'm like, fine, I'll go with you. I'd <laughs> to go. And she's like, oh yeah, I would love to go. And I'm sitting there, you know, having a glass of wine, and the show starts, and I'm like. Okay, this is this is pretty damn awesome. This guy still got it at seventy.
2: I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first concert was fish.
1: <laughs> Mine was Metallica. What a boring <laughs> that's, that's answer. That's a great one too.
2: <clears throat> oh gosh. Did you did you have a f first? Oh
0: Jay Z. Jay Z. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah, there's three of us over here. <laughs> yeah, I was I was seeing what his was, huh? Okay, um, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> we got Tom Jones and Fish and Metallica and Jay Z. Jay-Z, G-Z.
2: That's a weird combination. Yeah, that's
1: that's a, that's that's variety for you, just like wrestling.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> so, um, I always ask this one question, but um, it's always for the wrestlers. But I want to see if um, this ever happened to you. Do you ever um, soiled yourself or vomit outside the ring?
0: I'm sorry, do I ever
2: wet outside the ring? <laughs> you ever soiled yourself or vomit outside the ring? Soil. Uh, awesome. Have you ever shit uh, your no, pants? No, luckily I have not done that.
0: yet. Yeah, thank <laughs> goodness.
1: <laughs> has, have anybody that you've managed done that?
0: Uh, no, but uh, working
2: during a match, one of my opponents sort of has. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I bring that question up because it's random and different and
1: well, it's not random if you do it every show.
2: Oh, for them it's random. I'm just giving you shit.
1: I know. I'm just giving you soil.
2: Uh, eh, it happens. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now we've we've gotten some we've gotten some very interesting uh, answers from that question. So, uh, Dave's has always made it until like one. Of yeah, our because
2: my questions. first time seeing that live was at a Pro Magic, um, up in um, Jersey. I think that's when I met Mike um, Wall there. But um. I'm not sure the, that Brian Pillman was on that card. But Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, got himself in the um, match and the fans noticed it and everybody pointed it out and I felt bad. He changed his tights. And he changed his tights and the, the crowd went, you change your tights. And that's my Brian Pillman Jr. story.
1: <laughs> so it's going to come full circle when we get him on the show. So Oh, yeah.
2: I can't wait. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you have any favorite restaurants you like to eat at?
0: Uh, 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 well, if you follow me on your social media, I'm sure you know I'm a big uh, Hooters, uh, Hooters. Yes, Cristiano. yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, I go there, uh, you know, quite a bit. Uh, actually, in the city, I would say a great steakhouse is uh, Benjamin Steakhouse, one of my favorites. When I get honest. a chance to go there, I'll walk there. Fantastic steak, fantastic burgers, amazing <laughs> food.
1: As long as you're not losing any championship titles, there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Inside Jericho joke, I love that. Okay. Um, do you play like video games or anything like that, or has any um, fans out there made you as a character in the 2K19 video game? I haven't played video games
0: in ages. Uh, when I did when I was younger, I lost, you know uh, No Mercy, uh, WCW versus the World. Uh, those are two great games. I, sadly, I never got to play Fire Pro Wrestling, and that's the one thing I, that I missed out on. I ever played it, but <sighs> uh, those are my two favorite games to play when I was younger. That's and of awesome. course, all well, wrestling games. Also, you know, of course, the Super Mario uh, you know, series. I would always love playing those. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was a great one. Street Fighter 2, uh, I loved playing that. All the classics. Uh, yeah, those are my favorites. I once in a blue moon, I'll go to a barcade and play those again. Uh, NBA Jam.
2: If you're in Delaware, you should check out 1984. That's like in the city okay. area. They they have a lot of arcade games there.
0: Oh, okay, very cool. I have to try and do that one day. I'll hang out maybe for a little while after a show and pick that
2: up. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the quarters. Put them in, boom, the game starts, and you have fun. It's a it's a oh, beer no, bar. Not. There's no liquor there, but it's a beer bar.
0: Okay,
2: yeah. It's a- yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the fun part. You know what I mean? But has any fans come up to you and say they made you as a character on 2K19? I'm sorry, I'm sorry? I said, did any of the um, fans made you in the video game or nah? not? I thought you know.
1: no. Um, I think I won. I, I don't
0: think anybody uh, created uh, AJ canyon I think I made you so once, but yeah, no. unfortunately I, I in the background looks like. <laughs>
2: yeah, because like it's so cool because we were talking to Sean Carr, and Sean Carr is like, yeah, the detail the fans do is a freaking amazing, you know what I mean? They, like, find the tattoos, cr- everything.
0: Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I've seen, you know, so I've seen them probably, like, a, someone recently did one of Joey Ace and they looked fantastic. I'm like, wow, that's dedication, you know, that then it's great to see that somebody inspires that much. Or somebody's like, oh, is that like they sit down and they want to spend the time and create the character in a WWE or whatever for a wrestling video game. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's great. I love that the fans do that. That's amazing.
1: Uh, same here. Some of the some of the characters that people will make look better than the ones that are actually in the game. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> okay. So, um, okay, um, did you ever take your character from any movies, TV?
1: Did you ever get any inspiration off of like things outside of wrestling?
2: Yes.
0: Um, did I have any interest outside of wrestling that I want to get involved in?
2: What a little bit? Hold on a second.
1: For for your oh, character, sorry, get... uh, for your character, have you ever gotten inspiration for your character out of um, anything outside of wrestling, like as far as movies, comic books, music? Uh,
0: yeah, I would say a big influence is uh, the uh, character of uh, R. Gold from uh, Entourage. That definitely uh, helped mold it a bit. I was I was doing the Agent gimmick before that show started, but then. Uh, Somebody pointed out to me, and they're like, you know, you stick a lot, take a look at the show, that character definitely reminds me of you a bit, you know, watch it and see what you think, and I was, I started watching it. Of course, Jerry Piven did a great portrayal of, you know, that character, and I, I took a little bit of it and just kind of molded it into, you know, what I would, you know, be. Um, besides that, uh, I don't know if you might laugh at this. The little bit I would say I put in there is uh, Chuck Bass from uh, *Gossip Girl. I put a little bit of that into...
2: Okay.
0: Uh, you know the character eh. so those are two outside of anybody from wrestling that have inspired uh, the AJ Pan character but otherwise more, a lot of it is just who I am just turns out like who I want to be when <laughs> after a couple of drinks and I want to curse someone out
2: <laughs> oh my gosh the Artie R.E. Gold's character is amazing you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah here's a
2: question
0: well I say this with my old time favorite. I I saw him in stand-up not too long ago and He's just he, he's just as great live, you know, doing that. So, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. Besides, before I, I, I'd say him, uh, Al Bundy are two my, uh, my two top favorite television characters in history.
2: And he and and all Jeremy Piven loves Summerfest. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <so> I,
0: <laughs> love Summerfest. I even I, I actually have that T-shirt from my Barbershop Windows. So <laughs> love, yeah, that was a great one.
1: Oh. So, so this question popped up in my mind after you were talking about having a couple of drinks. So, for for you, what is a drink that you have where you're like, you know what, this is a really bad idea, but you always have it anyway?
0: Probably when I I say te- and I try to say away from it now, uh, tequila is one of one of the ones that does, does
2: it. In, right? <laughs> oh, that's the downfall of,
0: downfall of a lot of people right there.
2: Yeah, and I start doing the tequila dance. You know tequila.
0: You don't <laughs> you don't yeah, change. then I kind of got to stay away from that. But normally my drink of choice, you know, I'll have some ciders or I'll have some uh, Johnny Johnny Walker uh, Black and Cokes, uh, Shots of Fireball. Those are my main ones I go
2: through. Gotcha, nice, gotcha. Nice. Okay, I don't dance. I don't drink tequila. Okay, you guys are right.
1: Well, you have a beer. Well, but I, I do have... like Pee Wee Herman. Okay.
2: Okay. All right, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... <laughs> Um, is there any famous, um, actors or anybody out there that you would love to meet live?
0: Um, you know, I, I've been lucky enough I've got to meet a lot of my favorites, uh, I'd say there's one of the big ones left on my list I would love to meet is, uh, Howard Stern. I've loved him since I was, you know, uh... You know, you know uh, young, I'd say, you know, third, fourth grade. Obviously, I shouldn't have been listening to him, but <laughs> I did. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's I, I you know, a lot of myself and, you know, Howard Stern's like, like, you know, the loudmouth, you know, just and, you know, unfiltered person who's just, you know, from New York, just doesn't care and says it's just on his mind. And if you like him, great. If you don't like him, oh, well, I'll oh, sort of my back. Genius. So. He's
2: a genius. It's a, yeah, he is a genius. I think recently he, like, apologized to the world for what he did. In his life, Howard Stern shouldn't
0: I have mean, to apologize. See, you know, as he got old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember listening to him, and then Satellite came around, and I, I haven't listened since. Yep. Yeah. Um, see, I'm a movie freak. Do you have any all-time favorite movies? Like you, like something that a, it's a, on TV right now, and you cannot turn it off because you have to finish the movie.
0: Uh, I'm not a huge movie person, but the one that does, that that does happen to me, I would say
2: Spaceballs.
0: Spaceballs. I love Spaceballs. I've seen, I can't, countless times. I can't count how many times I've seen them, okay. but that's one no matter what. I flip through and like, oh okay, I got, I got to finish it now. <laughs>
2: we <laughs>
1: <ain't> found
2: shit. <laughs> Mel Brooks <laughs> is amazing. I, I'm a big um, Robin Hood and Men in Tights. Yeah, you know I mean that's my favorite Mel Brooks that was, one.
0: That was a great one as well. A, that was hysterical. I mean, you can't go wrong with Mel Brooks. Oh Wait.
2: yeah! I wasn't supposed
1: to lose. Let me see the script.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you? Um, besides pro wrestling, do you watch any other sports? And what teams do you root for?
0: Uh, I don't really follow many. I mean, I'll keep up on occasion, and I'll watch on. But uh, no, I don't really follow any other sports. Um, uh, the NBA, I will on occasion. I'll keep up with that. Uh, I'm an Indiana Pacers fan. Uh, I know that's very odd. Uh, <laughs> kind of fixed the heel of me. Uh, the first year I actually started watching, they were uh, feuding with the Knicks, and I wanted to like the Knicks, but the Knicks are just horrible, as they generally are. And <laughs> I kind of took to Reggie Miller, and that was their rival, their main rival at the time. So I decided to root for them. That stuck with me for life.
2: <laughs> okay, what's your opinion of the PWI 500? I, To me, I think you see like so many great wrestlers out there, but it feels like people kiss their kiss um the writers butts to get themselves on there well
1: pwi has always been more of a publication but i mean how how do you how do you view it if you have any views on it
0: um you know I, i definitely i believe from the since from the beginning i think it definitely has gone more uh you know political uh at the same time you know it's I think it's still a cool achievement if you make it, you know, however you made it, great for you. I mean, like Joey, this was his first year that he made it in, so I was so thrilled for him because he's wanted that, you know, for as long as he could remember. Like, we were even, like, talking about it one day. Like, because me and him, we, well, I live in the same neighborhood that we grew up in. I didn't know him growing up, but I, you know, funny enough, uh, his grandmother uh, lived, she lives maybe like a 10, 15-minute walk from me. So we know a lot of the same places, and we, like, when we were just, like, walking along, uh, Delancey Street, and we're talking, and they, there was a newsstand around right the corner, it's closed now, and, and uh, we, I forgot who brought it up, but like, you see that, like, did you ever used to go there and get the old night he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, PWI, Inside Wrestling, like, yep, every month, I would go, you know, my mom and dad, and him would say his dad would take him, and so, uh, PWI to us, you know, like, that's still, I would still have to have my name mentioned, that's a bucket, uh, bucket goal list for me, uh, but... You know, hey, you know, it's a cool thing if you get, you know, get in there if you're labeled one of the top five hundred bucks in the world. I think it's great, you know. However, you got in, you know, that's true. You, but I think I think it's a cool accomplishment. So, you know, some guys have got to you know stop being salty about it. Just worry about yourself. Like I see guys, you know, when it comes out, oh yeah, here comes these posts. Oh, I made it in, and you know, hey, I paid my. Money. Why does it bother you so much? It's it's if it, they're if promoting, it. They're promoting themselves they're happy for it, let them be. What does what it, you know, affect your life? I, but I think it's
1: cool, so. As as far as publications go, like, I think the other one that, um, we haven't actually asked this one yet is whenever Meltzer does his, like, ratings for matches and everything and how, like, people like Bret Hart have gone on record as saying, like, you know, oh, it's, it's a big honor to get a five-star rating. What's What's your opinion on Meltzer these days?
0: Yes, and Meltzer, Meltzer I'm not a huge fan of. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't, his ratings, at least PWI, it's like a whole staff, and, you know, people, they do collaborate on that. Meltzer's just one guy, and he, you know, people think his opinion is gold, and it's, you know, that it's gospel, and I've, I've read a lot of his stuff, and I don't agree with it, and I'm like, you might, and, you know, yeah, the rating system, how can, it, 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 it's all subjective, you know, so, yeah, I've never, I've never been the biggest fan of Meltzer. I think he's all too high in himself. His hype, he's overhyped, he's overrated. Uh, yeah, I've never been a big fan. I I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I myself am a uh, PW Insider guy. I'm a uh, Mike Johnson, Shearer guy. So I choose, I choose to read them whenever I do read uh, wrestling sites.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'm a big fan of doing pranks and stuff like that. So do you have any, have you done any ribs or have somebody done a rib to you?
0: Uh, yeah. I did have a rib on me. Uh, I, the the, the, one, the one that stands out to me the most. Um, so uh, myself, and my mother were uh, been uh, really good friends with uh, Jeff and Karen, Jarrett, And uh, one day, his name was brought up uh, by the promoter of SWE, George Strider He's like, "Oh, do you, you know, you think we can get them in for uh, you know an event or something?" Uh, I was like, "So at the time, I think Jeff was still involved with uh, Impact Wrestling in some aspect." I don't think, believe he was currently on television, but he was still under a contract where he could not uh, be on uh, Internet pay-per-view or whatever DVDs, whatever it may be. But Karen was available. So we had got her uh, to start off. Uh, she was doing a signing for us at one of the local conventions here. Um, so myself, uh, my mom, and uh, Mike, Mike Law, we were helping out that day. So we arrived to the convention uh, early, and we set at the table. And on the we're waiting for Karen Jordan and uh, Conrad, his associate, to come. All of a sudden, I get a text from Jordan. He's like, "Listen, I, I don't know what." He's like, "I don't know what the fuck you signed us up for." I'm gonna cancel her from the show next week. This woman's a total bitch. And I'm reading to my mom, like, "What the fuck did these two idiots do to her?" Like, she's like one of the sweetest people I've ever met, and she could see, and Mike could see on my face, like I'm getting like red. And I'm like. This guy's fucking on my like, friendship, and like, what the fuck is going on here? And they're going, like, I don't know, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, she's being, she's high maintenance, she's this and that, and he's, like, going off on her, in his neck. So I'm, like, pacing back and forth, you know, like, calm down, calm down. And about, like, ten minutes later, like, they walk in, and she's got, like, a mean look on her face, and then, like, Jordan's shaking his head, and, like, finally, he sees, like, he sees like, I'm about to, like, have a breakdown, like, her, like, go nuts on somebody. And they start cracking. I'm like, oh, we got you, motherfucker. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and like, no, she's she, like, she's great. She's, and she like grabbed me, hungry. she's like, no, everything is good. Like, I told them to do this. And like, man, your face, I couldn't keep it on any longer because you were about to go, go nuts on somebody. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking <laughs> asshole. They hate you all right now. Oh,
2: <laughs> uh, that's good. Oh, how, how, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah, no, 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 so no, i will
0: no, so yeah, never forget that—and they—they they bring it up every every so often. They're you know, remember that? Yeah, I remember that book, <laughs>
2: <laughs> So she is really a nice person, huh? Okay, I said she is a really nice person, huh?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen's sweetheart, yeah, and Jeff's great too. Uh, he's always a you know really really cool guy to talk to. So yeah, yeah, they're great people.
2: That's amazing. I mean, I met I met um, Jarrett at Icons of Wrestling in Philly, and the only thing I asked about was how was it working with Michael J. Fox, and he started laughing, and he said Michael Michael J. Fox was an amazing actor, and he had fun working with him, cause he had the scene with Jerry Lawler and he was in a mask and and first thing that came to mind was. Yeah, yeah. Like all the all the wrestling questions in the world and I just jumped right to um to Michael J. Fox, you know what I mean? <laughs> so Okay, um, do you have any uh, wrestling stories you would like to tell or road trips that you had fun with?
0: Uh, I mean I always have fun, you know, me uh we became really good travel buddies with myself, Pipe Law, uh, and Joey Ace and, you know, we always had a you know, a Great time when we travel together, just telling various stories of things we've done together. Separately, you know, busting each other's balls and you know cursing each other out. You know, like any you know like you know, like any people outside of us, you know, would do. We're a great friends, and those have always been great times. Uh, I've been lucky enough just traveling through so many things in wrestling, you know. And again, going back to early, my mom was very supportive, so you know, like some you know some Mondays when I should have been in high school, uh, you know, and a senior in a you know senior in high school and being in class. Uh, I was at, uh, you know, Monday Night Show in, uh, in Washington, D.C., doing the shows and then, you know, going afterwards to the hotels, hanging out with some of the, you know, guys that we knew and talking about the business. So, uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate. I've been able to uh, meet so many people and work with, you know, heroes of mine I grew up watching, guys like Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam, Jeff Jarrett. So it's been a Terry Funk. So, it's, yeah, I you know, I, I wouldn't trade a minute of anything I've done, you know, for anything in the world. It's been a great ride. Uh, hope for more great moments. You know, I'm so happy the business is where it is right now because a couple of years ago, it did look like, you know, things weren't doing the best. And, you know, now we're back to the days where I walked on the You know, today I was in Queens and going to uh, lunch with my dad. And I just see a random guy walking around with an NWO shirt. And it's great to see, you know, you can see that randomly again. Like it's cool to be a wrestling fan again. At least, you know, three times a week I'll see somebody wearing a random wrestling shirt. There's no show in town, but you know, I'll see uh, Seth Rollins shirt. Last week I saw someone wearing an Undisputed Era shirt walking uh, around Rockefeller Center. So I'm very happy for what's going on with wrestling right now, and yeah, hopefully there's more stories to come.
1: <laughs> My favorite one out of that is the people that wear the um, the Bullet Club shirt but don't know it's a wrestling shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that's great. <laughs> I I I said something about oh, nightmare Cody Rhodes last night and the guy goes oh, And he looks down he's where I'm like, yeah, okay. You don't know what you're talking about, bro. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I met I met um Terry Funk, very nice guy. Um there um if you have a chance, you should check out Frank and um Nom- Nomoles um story about Terry Funk. It's on one of our podcast. It's hysterical. So, I'll send you the yeah, link sorry, if you're... Sorry, a, Terry
0: Fong's great, I'm
2: sorry. He had, he had a nice rib to him, so it's a it's a funny story. I'll send you the link after this, and that'll be fun. To, you can listen to it.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: Very cool. I, <laughs> I definitely want to hear that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, do you have any dates coming up? Um, you want to promote yourself, or Mike Law, or Joey Ace, that they're going to be with you, it looks like?
0: <laughs> uh, October the 19th Uh, we have, uh, East W.A., their second show back Uh, Witching Hour, which is new Newcastle, Delaware Uh, we will be there for that Myself and Joey Ace and the, uh, newest Uh, member of the PA Uh, Ray, uh, Ray, uh the Shining Star he'll, he'll be there, so We're looking forward to, uh, you know, continuing to take over East W.A., uh, you know And piss off Tartaglia some more Uh, November 1st Uh, Bronx the, uh, No, I'm sorry, we're back in Queens Uh, bcw recombination wrestling um there i manage uh, quite a few people i manage azriel joey a, rex lawless alvin alvarez uh alvin and rex are in a competition right now they're in the tournament for the bcw tag team championship we're crowning our first champions very soon uh so that'll be a really fun show we got joey ryan on that show so that'll be a lot of fun people should come out to that uh Those are the two major dates right now. Other than that, you know, just doing some other odds and ends, uh, you know, and just working, you know, besides that, you know, just helping promote some of these shows and doing stuff like that. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try to find my way to get to the ECWA show. I I wanted to go, um, was it like last week? Uh, About two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah, I couldn't make it because there was money problems in my <laughs> my they need budget. to bring it
1: back to St. Matthews. Did
2: they need to bring it back to St.
1: Matthews. Have, like, when's the last time they even ran a show there? Do you know that?
0: If they're going back to St. Matthew, I don't believe so.
1: I think I, I think I, they're I,
0: staying at that. I think they're staying at that church on uh, on on uh, that road where I blank out. I don't drive. So <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're staying at the at that that church that they're usually at right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, it should be a, it should be a great, a good show. Uh, you know, Attilio Murphy's coming back. I've seen Joey will be there. We haven't heard who he's defending against yet, but Joey will be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabby Ortiz, I believe, is uh, she's going to be in action against Vicky, uh, I believe. So yeah, going to you know. I, again, I've always said the company is the company always has really good shows. We just need people to come and we need uh, more promotion. <laughs> so definitely, yeah, if you can make it, it'll be a great, great time.
2: Yeah. And I will say hello. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> uh, I know violence was at your last show, and I, I, I enjoy his work. You know what I mean. He he used to, he did um interview with us a while back, some. so.
0: Oh yeah.
1: For anybody that wants to follow you on social media, do you have any pages to to share? <clears throat>
0: uh, you can find me on uh, uh well yeah on Instagram at uh, ajpanpc. And on Twitter, uh, AJPanPCA, those are my two, my, excuse me, I should know these. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, AJPan underscore PCA, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
2: I always like to say this to everybody that comes on. Um, when you become, when you come on the Instagram, you become part of the family. Welcome to the family. There's too much um, craziness in the world, if you have any... If you need somebody to talk to, I am here. You can send me messages.
1: And and also, if there's any upcoming shows or anything that you want to promote, then uh, you can also feel free to share it on our Facebook page.
0: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely had a great time talking to you guys tonight. I had a lot, of, a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Um. Next time you run into Dave Keener, ask him about this um, one um, road story he had. Okay. I, I want to okay. do this because it's a running rib anyway. So, um ask him about the story about him and Gangrel driving to a show and Gangrel falling asleep in the back of the seat.
1: Okay, well Okay, we're gonna we're gonna give the uh the, the cliffs notes version of of that, that whole joke. Basically Keener was the first person we had on I mean, we, we say Frankie Picard, but Keener like we had on even way before that. And um and we thought that he was going to have a lot of great stories, and the only story he really had to tell us about was he was riding along with Gangrel, who fell asleep in the back of the car. And that was his story. So Dave was basically like, that's great, Keener. Do you have anything else to share? <laughs> so we always like to rag on him, but yeah, Keener's a cool guy.
2: So people are going up to him and asking him about that story. It's like, those sons of bitches, they did again.
0: <laughs> Uh, he, he fell asleep. That's, that's the end of the
2: story. Yeah. You should just go up and say, oh, I was in the car with um, Mike Law and Joey Ace. I fell asleep. It will be funny. You know what I mean? And, he's,
1: and yeah. you know, think about it for a second and be like, I know somebody else that did that too. Damn you, DB! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, really, if that qualifies the story. People have that about me on every trip. I apologize to <laughs> I, I got a I knock out for about 45 minutes. I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: done after the show. Uh, <laughs> but Dave his family, so I love him. But you have to rip him sometimes, you know? Yeah, definitely. I
0: definitely will next time
2: I see him. <laughs> <laughs> so upcoming, um, um, upcoming um, podcast schedule, we got October 6th Chris Banks. We have October 13th, Tierra James. October 30th, Helter Skelter. November 3rd, Garrison Creed. He's in the mid. He's in the Midwest, so that's gonna be kind of cool. His timing's different, so. Gotcha. Yeah, you know I mean, um, November 10th, Mark Adam Haggley. Did I say that right? I hope I did. Of course not. Uh, November 17th, Andy Heder. Uh, November 23rd, um, Icons of Wrestling. December 1st, this is our little family day. We're gonna have. Um, December 22nd, David Reed, and December 29th, Frankie Picard.
1: Take a drink, Jamaica. <laughs> <to> <laughs> oh, man.
2: So, right. thank you for coming on, um, yeah, AJ. Oh,
0: definitely. I had a great time. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Um, if you have any, um, um, photos that you want to send us, because we are really, really horrible at putting up photos of somebody, because you want to tell the
1: story? Okay, so here's the story with that. So with every episode, the interview episodes, we always ask um, if you got anything that you want to... Unless it's okay just to go on Facebook and just take whatever's on there. We did that with Brian Sosha before, and we found a picture of him when he was still a chick magnet, and apparently he does not want people to see him as a chick magnet now. So... (laughs) It was about, it was between like, what, 12 and 3 o'clock in the morning, you got mm-hmm. a message from Sosha, and he was yeah. just like, yeah, can you change that out to something a little more recent? So yeah, because he doesn't
2: want to show up his dad bot. you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, because,
1: uh, yeah, so no, that was, uh, that's why we always have that. I mean, some people are just like, yeah, you can use anything to a certain extent,
2: I guess. Yeah. Um, just send them over, um, yeah. Okay.
1: And now... And then also, if you have any um, any pages that you could share the episode once we send it to you, then um, feel free to
2: yeah. Sounds um, good. You are welcome to come on any time. Like if we do a regular episode of talking about wrestling, if you want to come on, just send me a message and we'll have you on. Definitely,
0: definitely. We'd love to do that in the future again. Definitely. Thank you.
2: You're welcome.
1: All right. Thanks again. So, I yeah, this concludes our episode for tonight. Uh, this is this is Fran and JZL. Oh, you're here,
2: um, <laughs> and D V Richards, with our special guest, the Americans. Oh wait, it's America. What was it? Agent, right? No, wait. Well, how do you say it? America's favorite American agent.
0: America's
2: favorite agent. That's it. Wow, I'm nice. so horrible without notes.
1: <laughs>
2: ah, it's okay. It's okay. Dude, I had notes earlier and I got it right the first time. All
1: right. Have a good night. Thanks again.
2: <laughs> See you, hey, Have a good
1: night. Thank you, guys. No problem. We'll talk to you guys
0: soon.